Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I am your host, Jesse Sherleff. Today, I am excited to share with you a conversation that I have with Lisa White. Lisa White is a fertility sister. That is a term that her and I unpack during our conversation. She's also the author of the newly launched book, Hold On Baby. Excuse me, Hold On Baby. I really, really enjoyed my conversation with Lisa. One, because her perspective on her journey was one that really resonates with me now as I am going through my own personal discovery journey, but wasn't something that I considered while I was going through my IVF journey myself. And really, we speak a lot about trusting yourself trusting the process and trusting the journey. And Lisa really believes that you have more control in this process than you think. And for me, when I was going through my infertility journey, when I started with Clomid and Clomid and IUIs and then IVF, and then, you know, finally getting pregnant and with Lucy and Clark and losing Clark, they've, I just felt so out of control through so much of the process. And what I was able to uncover in my conversation with Lisa is that there is so much more that you can control. There's a lot you can't control, but there is things that you can control that will help you on this journey. And then the last thing that Lisa said that I think is so important for anyone going through fertility journey or infertility is you are stronger and braver than you think. And that's what I want to leave you with because I think that is so true and my own experience. And I will, so plug in your ear pods or AirPods or earbuds, whatever, or headphones, whatever you're using and enjoy the conversation I have with Lisa. At the end, I would love to know if what part of my conversation resonated. Feel free to shoot me a DM and we can connect. Enjoy. Hi, Lisa. I am so very excited to have this conversation with you for lots of reasons, but um, one being that when I saw your post on Facebook about your book, I just had this, it's so bizarre to put words to it, but I just had this like internal feeling that I needed to connect with you and So I'm so excited that we were able to make this work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This is an honor to be here. I appreciate you reaching out. Of course. Um, Well, I'd like to open with the question of what is the truth that you would like to share today? I love your question. And there's many truths I'd like to share, but I think the one that stands out the most to me is that we are always being guided. And when we get in flow 
with the universe, source, God, your highest self, whatever that is to you, that it's when we trust um, that we can allow our lives to unfold and just know that we are constantly being guided and supported through life. I think what you said is so very powerful and also magical. Because speaking for myself, I think for so long, I lost the trust in myself. I lost that connection. I was, you know, someone recently asked me, um, who are you? And I answered like, I'm an evolution. Mm. But I think for so long, I was Jesse, the Google employee. Then I was Jesse. I was Lucy. I wasn't even Jesse anymore. I was Lucy and Quinn's mom. Mm. Right. And so I love that your truth is trust, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. I think that is so, so valuable. Trust that inner knowing, right? That we yeah. have the tools within us and it makes our lives, like you said, more magical, more enjoyable. We can enjoy the journey and that applies to, you know, different hardships we go through and just our lives. Like overall, I feel like it's a, it's a mentality I've used, um, you know, it's enhanced over time, but I feel like I, at a young age, really kind of got that concept. Um, and I can think of so many examples where it's just, when you let go, you surrender, you trust that it leads you to some really amazing places. <laughs> can you, what, what is one of those examples if you're comfortable sharing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> part of the reason we're having this, this chat today, um, um, I also went through infertility challenges and IVF was what we had to go through. And, um, I really believe that I couldn't control how I was going to become a mother. I had to accept, like we needed assistance to grow our family and, um, recognizing that the best thing I could do was to ride the wave, right? Like there's so much I write about in my book, hold on baby. And it, you know, we can jump into that too, but it's, I, I just, there's so many times in my life where, whether it was moving to California after college, I didn't know anybody really. I just kind of went on, on this adventure and I just trusted, like, I'm going to find my apartment. I'm going to, I wanted to live by the beach. I journaled back in the day, like, this is going to happen. And it did. And um, even manifesting, like, how I met my husband. Like, I moved back to Colorado in 2010 and, um, kind of did a vision board and I was just getting clarity and trusting like it's I'm being called to move back home you know and just knowing that everything's gonna work out and I'm okay and I'm and I did and I met him like six months after I did my vision board so those kind of things I mean we met on match.com and it's just um trusting trusting that you know I was gonna be a mom I was gonna that dream was gonna happen for me um you don't ever plan to go through infertility and when it shows up um I think there's just um, an easier way to go about this journey. That's kind of where I'm here to shift that perception that it has to be hard and painful. And when you surrender and allow and just kind of go with the flow, um, there's a lot of holistic things I did and just that mindset I carried with me, like it's trust, allow, surrender. So um, it took us a while. It took us a journey. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but it was something that I just had to keep that faith, keep the belief that my little baby soul was out there, you know, waiting for us and hold on baby, hold on to me. I got to hold on to myself first and foremost and hold mm -hmm. on baby. Like I'm coming for you. So that's kind of where the title comes from. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. 
so there's, there's two things I want to unpack here because I think those mm -hmm. are so important. Um, so the first being this idea of, of trust the process. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm literally recalling a conversation that I just had with a coworker who um, was talking about with everything going on in the world with, with COVID, yeah. that she had hired a business coach and had um, sort of outlined what her dream job would look like. And then mm -hmm. lo and behold, like COVID happened, she had to make adjustments and she's right. actually doing what she had written out months before. And I yeah. shared with her, yeah. I was like, it's funny that you say that because I was contemplating taking a leave of absence from work and then COVID happened and mm -hmm. I was forced to take a leave of absence from work because mm -hmm. of several things that had happened in our lives. And so I think that why I'm saying this is that sometimes it's so hard to let go. Yes. But it is so important to think about, you know, this idea. I, I love that. Like the trust, mm -hmm. the process, because, mm -hmm. you know, the universe, whatever the higher, higher being, whatever that is yeah. for you works in very interesting ways, but there's definitely something to being able to like put pen to paper write that mm -hmm. out, vision board, whatever that is for mm -hmm. you, and then, and then see it unfold. No, completely. I mean, with COVID, you know, there's so many parallels that I see with this and infertility. I actually did a blog post on this and I want to put it out there because I just feel like it's been easier. Maybe it is for you too. I don't know, but it's when you've ridden that ride of the uncertainty and the fear and the unknown, it's completely like what COVID is about, right? I mean, yeah. like there's so many people living in that state. So I've chosen to see the gifts in this time. And for your friend, you know, maybe that was a real gift and an opportunity to discover like things kind of unfolded the way they were meant to, right? And I truly believe like the less we force things a certain way, you know, it's just things naturally happen the way they're meant to and that ease comes through and um yeah we could talk a lot about this I, I think um there are no doubt a lot of a lot of people struggling during this time and what I've learned is what you can control is your mindset and your thoughts and your energy and how you're approaching this. And there's a whole lot out of our control. <laughs> we don't know how long this is going to go on for and like infertility. I recognize that early on. Um, there is so much that I can't control, but I had to take a look at what can I, what can I control? And that's where kind of that trusting the process was, yes, there's the medical, your medical team and guiding you through your, fertility treatments and that was their job. I'm not the expert in that at all, but I could control what was the energy I was bringing to this process and what were the thoughts that I was thinking and how was I going to get in tune and first and foremost, take care of myself. So like COVID, right? I mean, everyone right now is taking a really, you know, close look at themselves and I think diving into more of their own self-discovery, self-care. So so you've already actually started to unpack the other the other piece, which mm -hmm. I think is so important to underscore, which is, at least for me, infertility was the first time in my life where I wasn't controlling the process. Mm. I went through 30, <laughs> 29, 30 years of like always being in control. I was very much type A. I was very much, you mm -hmm. know, I wasn't a rule follower, but I was very much like 
I, I am in control of my destiny. I am going to, to make this, I'm going to control every little thing. <laughs> and obviously that's not how things work, but infertility for me was that, that wake up call. And I believe me, I tried really hard for the first two years to control everything. And then I couldn't. And it was my first um, test experience journey to surrendering and like how eye opening. Oh, completely. I think that's one of the hardest parts for a lot of individuals on this path. Um, And surrendering, like, it's everything because um, you can't control the timeline in this journey. (laughs) And that's, that's, that would be some advice I would give to anyone starting this process. Um, And we started it five years ago. Um, So just recognizing that letting go and not having some preconceived idea that, Oh, things are going to happen. A, B, C, D. And for those, for type A individuals, right. You want to have that control and, Honestly, like when you let go, that's when things really do become more magical and and joyful. Um, that's life, right? Like how fun is it to just control everything in our lives? I think sometimes you always hear the phrase, the, you know, best, the best things happen when they're not planned or that kind of thing, right? Like the letting go part um, is, is so critical. And in my book, actually, I talk a lot about surrendering and um, leave a quote at the end if I can share it real quick. I would love that. Um, it's in the end, these things matter most. How well did you love? How fully did you live? And how deeply did you learn to let go? That's by Jack Cornfield. And so again, just trusting in the unfolding that your timeline, um, it's going to be a, even in better, a better outcome, I think. And just when you don't try and force everything, when you let go and um, yeah, I read Gabby Bernstein's book, um, the universe has your back during our fertility journey. And she talks a lot about surrender and then surrender some more. <laughs> so, right. It's like- I, I love it. And like, there've been so many mornings when I've woken up during COVID, um, many even pre COVID, right. Where it, it, mm-hmm. it's like, what do I need today? Yeah. And like the word surrender just like pops. Yeah. It's like huge yeah. and bold. Right. And that I I'm going to admit that like, there have been times still where I catch myself and I'm like, well, I can't like, here's it. And then I'm like, wait, no, like it, it is retraining your brain in a lot of ways, um, to, to just trust, trust the process, trust that, trust that, you know. And, um, so even as I'm on this journey myself, right. I can catch myself sometimes like trying to even control the surrendering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Everything. And you know, if I can add like a a tip, I just think getting quiet, it's, it really takes getting quiet and our lives are busy lives, right? There's a lot of noise. We're constantly like, go, go, go. And what I think see in the gift of this time that we're living through is everyone has had to take a pause. Everyone has had to slow down. And so really those answers come to us in the quiet when we are looking for guidance and when we're looking for the support and just calming our minds for, if it's a minute, if it's five minutes, like taking a walk outside, it's just those nourishing ourselves and just giving ourselves the gift of quiet. And then really some of the answers just show up for us. I love that. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about your journey. 
Sure. Our fertility journey. Yeah. <laughs> Our um, journey started in the fall of 2015, and my husband and I had been married a little over a year. Um, we started seeking out um, fertility testing just because of our, you know, we were, we were a little older too. I was later in my later thirties. He was in his early forties and, um, found out that we had male factor issues. Um, I also had some polyps that I knew needed to be taken out. So right off the bat, we knew, um, about those kind of those details <laughs> and, um, they told us basically IVF was going to give you your best shot of having a biological child. And so we, we proceeded and, and um, went down that road. And my first egg retrieval um, resulted in four embryos that were not healthy. Unfortunately, the PGS testing, you know, did not come out. That was just one of the most devastating days to get that, to get that mm -hmm. phone call. So I went through another egg retrieval, three embryos, and only one of them was viable, was healthy. So we had one embryo frozen. And I proceeded with my polyp surgery. Um, three months later, had my follow-up and they noticed I had scar tissue from that surgery. So I had to have that taken out, um, proceeded to heal, got closer to an embryo transfer. Um, there was a setback where some blood was found in my uterus, not knowing why, but they canceled our cycle. Then my doctor left the practice, I had a lot of setbacks. My IVF doctor left it for my husband. My husband was like, are we, you know, are we, how long can we keep doing this? Right. And this is over the course of 2016. Um, and, uh, during a consult with my new doctor, uh, Dr. Green, um, he found some polyps, I'm sorry, fibroids. I had fibroids that had oh formed and it was like, so heartbreaking to like keep getting setback after setback. And he's like, I know you don't want to hear this, but you're going to have to have those taken out. So we did, and um, fast forward, we had our embryo transfer in January of 2017 with our one embryo, and now we have a little girl who is about, she's going to be three in September. So, I mean, our one embryo, right? Our one little ray of hope, and just, um, she held on for us, and we, we held on for her, and I will share with you too, at the same time I was going through all of these struggles, my mom's health was also, was also declining. And, um, that was very hard. I was visiting her many times in the hospital while I was pregnant and, um, she passed away when my daughter was 11 months old. So she did get 11 months with her, but like, I write a lot about my mom in the book because I want to share and give hope to those who, you know, if infertility going through that is just so hard. And then on top of that, here I am trying to become a mother and losing mm -hmm. kind of my own mom at the same time. Um, but I, I don't like to really think of it as losing her. I've, I've come to understand like, and she is always with me truly like I'll tear up. If I talk about like she is with all in every page of my book and she, um, has had just a profound spiritual influence in my life. She continues to be one of my biggest spiritual teachers and my daughter too. Um, so that's a bit of our journey, but um, so grateful for, to have her. I mean, she's everything. So that is, <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. And I can so like when you were talking about the setback after, like 
Mm-hmm. It literally took me back to my own journey, right? Where it literally felt like I would, you know, prep for an egg retrieval and then there would be something and yeah. it would get canceled. And then like, I finally was able to get um, some embryos and, you know, I, I have um, undiagnosed infertility. They still, oh, okay. they don't okay. know why. Um, though my given every time I've gone through it in my age, like my, my numbers are always very low, but it's still within range. It's all very, I've accepted the fact that I will never know. Um, but it froze for just a minute. I missed part of what you said. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> missed the last little <laughs> second. I froze. <laughs> I was just saying how, um, given that I have undiagnosed infertility, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have, they have like, I've never been able to produce a lot of embryos okay. through every egg retrieval, even though my numbers are all within range, they're on the low yeah. side. And I've just, again, giving up control. I've yeah. accepted that that is just, that is just part of my journey. Um, but it's so, it is so hard when you're going through that process and it's mm-hmm. setback after setback after mm-hmm. setback. Um, and so it, it literally, you telling your story took me, took me back to some of yeah. those moments. And I think for anyone starting on this path, like there likely are going to be setbacks and letting go. I mean, everyone wants a smooth journey to motherhood. Um, but for almost every fertility sister, I know it hasn't been a completely smooth ride. Um, so how do you ride with those ups and downs? How do you deal with setbacks? And um, first and foremost, like connect to yourself. I mean, I just see so many women, especially like losing themselves through this process. And so that's honestly like my big why of why I wanted to write this book and pursue the work I'm doing now, coaching others through these pro- through this process, because um, you just want to, you want to hold, hold yourself together, hold, hold on and um, reclaim your life. Don't let infertility define you and take over your life. It's just, um, it makes me sad, you know, that I see so many women who do really lose themselves through this process. I think, yes, like (laughs) there, there's just, yes, right. There's so much Mm -hmm. truth to that. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if infertility is where I lost myself necessarily. I think it was a, a definitely a factor in, mm-hmm. in losing myself, but I think it's so, so true. Um, I want to touch on you. You've used the term fertility sister a few uh-huh. times. Yeah. And so um, I'm curious, what does that mean to you? And then in that, you know, I believe community and connection is so important. Oh yeah. And so what did that look like for you as you were going through your journey? Yeah. Fertility sister. I mean, anyone who's embarking on this path, you are a brave fertility sister, a warrior. Um, I speak to you directly in this book because I am like you. I, you want to become a mother so badly and you don't choose this path typically for yourself and helping you see the gifts that, that are in this journey. So I, I'm an only child and I have so many fertility sisters. I, I look at these women as the biggest cheerleaders. We, we understand like no one else can understand. I'm sure you can agree on that. Yeah. Unless you've really lived this and walk this, like it is such a unique experience that changes you forever. 
it's definitely changed me. And um, when I embarked on this path, I didn't know a lot of others who were going through this. And it was through certain coincidences that happened for one that when I can share with you, I was heading to my first acupuncture appointment and um, getting on the elevator and I see a woman who's pregnant and I recognized her and she went to my high school and I went to a really big high school here in Colorado. And I said, I think we went to high school together, didn't we? And she's like, yeah. And she told me she went through IVF as well. And we um, went to our appointments and she left me a note as we were leaving for me to reach out. Like, I'm here for you if you want to talk. And it was just so amazing to like have that little it's not little, it's a, it's a big deal um, to have that connection. And so that's one person that was a real, um, a, a real, she was a fertility sister that I, I leaned on and um, through other individuals. I, I have a friend here, my, her name's Carlin, who has a good friend in New York. We started a support group online um, called the Warriors Group. And she encouraged me to reach out to her. Her name's Rebecca. And I reached out to her and I joined her group. And like, it's all about being open. So that's what I'm talking about being, when you're surrendering and you're being open to this whole process, the right supports showed up for me exactly when I needed them to. And those are the gifts I'm talking about. Like I, I was so fortunate to find her and have that online community. Um, but having a sisterhood is everything when you're going through this, you really do need your tribe. Um, I have a whole chapter on my book on that, <laughs> your sisterhood, your tribe, your support system. Um, and many of my friends here too in Colorado, a lot of them had not gone through fertility struggles, but I was fortunate to be involved in like a book club. Um, we were all reading personal development books and, um, really, oh my gosh. I mean, I can't even tell you how, how valuable that was to me. I had a friend who was an art therapist. I did her art program. Um, I met her through the group and fell in my lap at the exact right time, kind of when we were waiting to try to get one embryo, you know, an embryo. <laughs> and I did her art program for like a six week thing. And, and that was amazing. Just so many soul sisters and many of them I've been interviewing in my YouTube. So it's just, I mean, sisterhood is, is a huge part of this. So once I you find one, you got to hang on to them. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I think that the underlying sort of current of what you're talking about is, you know, you said when you're open, things fall in your lap. I think that mm -hmm. Um, what I didn't learn until much later in life and my own journey and when I started to grieve my journey to becoming a mom and grieve the loss of our son Clark was mm -hmm. vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, vulnerability leads to connection, leads to openness. And so I think for anyone who is listening and who's either starting or, or on this path, you know, for me, I learned that lesson much later in life. I mm -hmm. hope that my story and my journey helped to um, allow people to realize that it's okay. And I love what you're saying that when you were open, the right opportunities fall into your lap. I wish someone had said that to me <laughs> while I was going through the process myself, because similar, I didn't have a lot of friends who had gone through it, you know, yeah. and they tried to be supportive as much as they can. But if I had one other person tell me like, you know, like, just like stop IVF <laughs> and have fun. And like, I bet you'll get pregnant. Like, you know, I want to like, 
punch them in the throat. Like living our lives, like not letting our lives be taken over by this process. And right. Exactly. Living our life. And and that's another thing I write about is not putting your life on hold. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think about, um, my husband and I still went on vacations. We went to Hawaii. We, you know, I had a failed IUI that I found out about in Hawaii, but I was like, well, I'm in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's great to hear you were still traveling and well, no one can travel really right now, but true. true. um, But you were still doing the things that light you up that make you happy. And I, I can't stress that enough. You have to continue living your life what lights you up and sisterhood is a big part of um keeping that light alive I think you know we we can't do it alone we need each other and um I quote Brene Brown a few times in my book but I love her quote that we're hardwired to connect with others it's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives and without it they're suffering so what I love is you know when I shared my story others have shared with me, like, you've helped me open up about mine, you know, kind of give permission to others. Like the more you share, you free yourself, really, you're giving yourself a gift. And I know not everybody has gotten to that point that they're ready to share, but that connection with others is, um, essential to help us on our healing through this. Um, I cannot agree more. And that, that is the whole reason of my podcast, right? Is this idea of through storytelling, through sharing of personal stories, you can mm-hmm. create community and connection. I, I love truly believe that. I love your, your theme. This is, you know, the title, this is my truth. <laughs> it's wonderful. And having those really hard conversations because the more we talk about it and just be open about things, it, it frees us all. It heals it heals ourselves and it heals one another. It does. Um, I also want to touch on, um, so thank you for sharing about your mom. I'm so sorry to, to hear that. And I can only imagine how difficult that was, mm-hmm. but I love that you're saying that she was, she's with you in every page of the book. She is yeah. with you in every step. Yes. I, I think a lot about that with, with Clark, my son, my daughter's twin mm-hmm. brother and for us, butterflies represent Clark um, and so, uh, and Lucy knows that she has a, to the extent that she understands it for that she had a brother. Um, and so every time we see a butterfly, you know, she says, look, mommy, like butterfly, you love butterflies. Um, and then that gives me the opportunity to explain to her, you know, why I love butterflies and why they're so important to me. I love that. And, and for me, it's a grasshopper. My mom, um, that symbol appeared just a few days after my mom had passed and I was with my daughter and this grasshopper stuck around for a long time and I had to look up the meaning of it. And I don't know if you've looked up the meaning for your butterfly, but with the grasshopper, it's all about, they jump forward in life. They don't jump sideways or backwards. And it touched me on a deep level where it's like, keep moving forwards, keep moving forwards in life. And also there was a, an explanation about it, like tuning into your inner voice, listening to your inner voice. And I was like, that's exactly my mom. My mom would always say that you know, trust, trust your inner, you know, you know, that those inner guidance, the inner whispers, right? I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious, um, and I'm, I'm sure you write about this in the book, but what are, what are some lessons that you learned along your way? Oh my goodness. Um, 
one of the biggest keys is to recognize that your thoughts are energy, that everything is energy. And that can have a direct effect on your fertility journey. So being mindful of how are you approaching this process? You know, again, getting into that space of being open and um, thinking of more empowering thoughts. Um, it's, it's essential really to help you stay connected to yourself, to your future baby. So um, getting in that space of, of having a key mindset, I'm a big believer that that is like, <laughs> 99% like part of, like going through this I mean, there's the physical part of it that the doctors are managing, but you control a big chunk of this um, process and get, giving yourself the best chance of it working out. Um, so what are you thinking of on a daily basis? Um, that's a big one. Um, and I talk about miracle mindset mentality, really expecting good things to happen and um, I'll, uh, just yeah, that's been a mindset of mine for life. I have it on my refrigerator like this. I found it on a canvas too, but it's expect, always expect something wonderful to happen. So I that. that is one. Um, nourishing yourself and self-care is like of the utmost importance when you're going through this journey. So knowing, knowing yourself, having strong self-awareness and tuning in. I, I have a background as an occupational therapist. That's my background. I've been one for 20 years. And so that was a real gift for me and recognizing how all these pieces fit together, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and um, self-care is a big part of that, um, of, of helping your well-being. Um, so nourishing yourself, knowing what your body needs on many different levels um, is a big one. And um, oh my goodness, there's so many things I could talk about. Um, Again, the sisterhood, having a support system, not putting your life on hold, and really doing, having um, things that light you up, that, that keep you going forward on this path, staying hopeful and inspired. So I write a lot about that too, where um, this is your one life, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, you, you get to uh, decide, like, what you want to make of it and um, feeling hopeful and empowered on this ride is, um, is part of that and staying connected to what lights you up. I think that's so important. And just to underscore what we were talking about before, I think going through this journey, it is so easy to lose yourself. Like it is so mm -hmm. easy to get caught up in the medical like mumbo jumbo and like, yeah. I'm getting flashbacks of literally like my work calendar of like the exact timing that I had to take the medication mm -hmm. and what the medication was. Right. And just, there's just so much logistically right. that you need to, to be aware of. And I think right. that it is so easy to just get swept up into that cycle, excuse me, that cycle. And so I love that your message is stay connected to who you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I think if you can learn that during infertility, you carry that through parenthood, which is another okay. time in life where it's so easy to get swept up. And I say this all as someone who has been swept up in all of that and who has lost herself and has mm -hmm. come out the other side. Um, yeah. 
So I just, I love that that is what you experience and what you are, your message, because I think it's just so important. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And Uh, it's made me a better mom too, you know? (laughs) A hundred percent. I'm sure. I always say that infertility, you know, was my first experience of, of giving up control. It was also one of my first experiences of growing like a really thick skin and Mm -hmm. it was fascinating to me that how many people felt like they could have an opinion about my own infertility journey and like (laughs) feel appropriate to share their opinion. Like, great. Thank you. And then when I did get pregnant, it was also eye-opening to me how many people felt it appropriate to give me their opinions on Oh yeah. Just my pregnancy. (laughs) No, no. Right. And so I agree that like that journey for me was set me up that when I, you know, did have Lucy, um, and then did have Quinn that I was able to be that sounding board for friends when they'd be like, Mm -hmm. why, you know? And so I believe that everything does happen for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember even going through infertility, my journey and like this little voice being like, you don't understand why now, but like you will. Mm. And it took me a while, but now I get it. Um, (laughs) And so I just, I I think that's so true. Yeah. Um, Well, Lisa, thank you for sharing your journey. Is there anything that you want to leave that the audience with? Oh gosh. Um, really when you're going through fertility, like recognize you are strong, you're, you're stronger and braver than you realize. Um, you will come through the other side. There are many different paths to motherhood and IVF is one of them. And that's what I went through, but I feel that, um, you really have more control on this than you realize. Um, know that there are supports out there to help guide you through this really kind of challenging, unpredictable path. Um, but really the more you do surrender and allow things to unfold, like that's really where the magic is. Um, and, um, I'm just so, I want to send all my love to everyone who's embarking on this path and, um, trust that, that you're being guided. And, um, if anyone wants to reach out for additional support, you know, they can reach me at my website, which is ivfmanifestingamiracle.com. And I offer personalized support and uh, my books on Amazon. It's called Hold On Baby, um, a soulful guide to writing the ups and downs of infertility and IVF. The paperback will be coming very soon in middle of June. So it's on Kindle right now. And um, there are lots of resources out there. I have a YouTube channel do interviews with my fertility doctor and other soul sisters who can give, share wisdom, um, to you on this path. And I'm here for you. Just, I want people to know that they're not alone, that, um, this ride could be the ride of a lifetime and it really could be the gift of a lifetime that, um, just allow the unfolding to happen. So I think that is perfect. Thank you, Jesse. And I wish someone had had that message for me when I was going through it. But everything happens for a reason, right? So thank you, Lisa. Um, I appreciate it. And I will link um, all of the information in the show notes okay. for anyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending time with me today. So here's the thing. When I started this journey for myself, 
I didn't know what to do once I admitted I wasn't happy. I felt relief for finally admitting that I was numb inside, but I didn't know what my next step should be. So I got help and I found a community. My goal with this podcast is to pay it forward. So I've just created a private Facebook community. And in this community, I hope to create a space where others can share their moments, big or small, that are part of your story. Because what I learned when going through this process myself is when you're not telling your story, someone else is telling it for you. So if you've ever had this little fire inside of you burning to share your story, if you ever heard this little voice encouraging you to write down your story, come join my Facebook community. In it, I'll be sharing more insights and truths of my own, and I'll also be sharing tips and journal prompts to get you to be starting down the path of getting comfortable sharing your story. This isn't easy, but I'm here to hold your hand because someone held my hand when I went through it myself. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you.